You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Katie's upcoming season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 230. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. One of the women from Colton's season, Kerpa Sudik, is on the podcast today. We talk about her time on the show, her thoughts on Colton coming out yesterday, and uh, what she's up to since then. We'll get to that uh, momentarily. Obviously, the Colton situation and him coming out as a gay man on television yesterday in an interview with Robin Roberts on GMA is the biggest topic going right now. And um, there's there's a few things I want to say about it. Um, I, I, I guess the biggest thing I want to say and in, in scouring social media today and seeing some of the responses is saying I knew it, saying I predicted this, I, I don't know what you're trying to accomplish by saying that. Like what, unless there was a contest that I'm unaware of, where they were giving out money to anyone who was the first person to say, I knew Colton was gay or Colton is gay. I, I just don't find that something to brag about. And a lot of people online are bragging about this. I knew he was. Well, you didn't know anything. You suspected he was. And look, we're not going to hide about it. Kerpa and I talk about this in the podcast. Like, from the second Colton showed up on Becca's season and the storyline of virgin football player had to protect myself in the locker room, just kind of went along with everything. And then to his book last year where he addressed all of this stuff, talked about, did he think he was gay in high school, looked up gay porn on the internet when he was in high school, got caught by his parents, brushed it aside, said he was fine. Like, all that stuff, now that we know he has come out and he has accepted who he is, I, 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 don't, I don't see a gotcha moment here for people to say, told you so. I just be better than that. Nobody cares that you told us because you didn't know. You suspected. And it, the fact that you suspected and ended up being right, I mean... Congratulations. I don't know what it's just a weird take to have. Um, but like I said, for three years, every so many social media responses in my tweets, my DMS for three years, I've heard it, you know, Colton came on my podcast in what, what, what was it? August of last year of August, this past summer, or was it 2019? God, has that pa- it's been that long? Wait, when did Colton come on? It had to have been, it wasn't, no, it wasn't August of 19, was it? I thought it was this past summer during the pandemic. Hang on, I got to look this up now. Um, It's got to be this past summer, right? It wasn't before that, was it? Uh, gosh, sorry, I should have done this before. Um... August 27th. Oh, Colton, August 13th. Yeah. So it was this past summer. He was on the podcast August 13th. And I flat out asked him about the gay rumors and he denied them. And people have asked me today, like, are you pissed at him? Are you? No, I'm not pissed at him. 
I didn't expect him to come out on my podcast. I had the same suspicions as everybody else. Even when he told me that on the podcast, I'm not going to sit here and say I absolutely believed him. You know, I've had my suspicions as well because of what he has put out there. From what I've seen after speaking to him, seeing him on the show, reading the excerpts from his book. It oh, When I saw the excerpts from the book, I never read the book from beginning to end, but when I read enough, um, yeah, it was just like, okay. I can see that this guy is struggling. And I think a lot of people, look, I hope a lot of you took the time to watch the 13-minute interview with Robin Roberts because I really felt for the guy because I felt for him because you could literally hear his heart beating. You could hear the shortness in his breath when he was talking to Robin Roberts. And that's a lot of nerves. And that takes a, it takes a lot of, of, of guts to come out in this day and age especially when he knows he's been denying it for three years every single time he's been asked about it, publicly and privately. So I felt for the guy, and I'm glad that he's happy. With that said, I hope people don't just take the first part of what I just said. With that said, it absolutely 100% does not excuse what he did to Cassie. But these two incidents and these two stories aren't mutually exclusive. You can be happy that Colton is now happy as a gay man and also feel for Cassie. You're not taking a side of either one of them when you say, I feel for Cassie for what she went through with Colton. And also that doesn't mean that you're dismissing Colton and it's not, and it doesn't mean you're dismissing Cassie and what she went through when you say, I'm happy for the guy. I'm happy that he has finally reached this point in his life where he feels comfortable coming out of the closet. So I, I think that's getting mixed up. I saw that a lot today on social media, like, I, and I don't get that at all because I feel for the guy and watching that interview with Robin Roberts was tough because he clearly was very conflicted and it's not an easy thing to do to tell your story about being gay to a nationally televised audience. But I don't forget what he did to Cassie and nobody else should either. But they are two separate things. Colton is gay and he harassed Cassie and put a tracker on her car and she filed a restraining order against him. That doesn't go away because he came out as gay. Here's my issue. Colton, on this podcast and in his book and in every other interview that he did do, said how much this show took a toll on his mental health. You heard him say it numerous times. And how low he got because of this show. So now he's going to navigate. I don't know if you saw after the Robin Roberts interview. I mean, Game of Roses podcast had it on their Instagram account this weekend that Colton has a Netflix docuseries coming out, which we now know is going to document his life as a gay man. And he's going to be talking to people in the LGBTQ community. Uh, uh, Gus Kenworthy is going to be his, quote, gay guide. And he's going to be part of the show and I guess just talk about what it's like to be like, uh, what it's like to be a a gay man who has just come out uh, publicly. And for a guy that literally just went through this and, and reached some serious lows, and we know what some of those lows are, what he did to Cassie, the constant fluctuation with his relationship with social media, where he would just delete everything. And he, he said on my podcast, I deleted it because I hated social media. 
Um, is this really the right avenue to go? This is just my opinion. He's obviously already going to, it's already filmed or it's still filming or whatever the case may be. Nothing I say is going to change it, but I don't think he should be doing another reality television show centered around him being a gay man. I just, after everything he told us, it just doesn't seem right. And I also don't agree that Netflix should be giving him this platform to do this. So unless there is something in this Netflix documentary where there is a sit down with Cassie or Cassie has approved talking to them about this, we don't know. I mean, I corporate and I get into it in terms of Cassie. I don't know what Cassie's going to say, if anything. She doesn't know anybody anything. If she never wants to release a statement about this, she has every right to. If she does, I think she'll handle it pretty delicately. But if this docuseries never addresses exactly what he did, and that was the disappointing thing with the interview with Robin yesterday, was there was nothing that dove into what he did to Cassie. And he had, I mean, he said he's sorry to her in the camera, but we just don't, we don't know enough, but I don't think he should be doing after what he's told us. It just seems counterproductive and it's disappointing that Netflix is supporting it and is going to do it knowing he has this in his past of this restraining order. I know that she dropped it, but she did file one. So clearly there was something there. And something was worked out to where they weren't going to press any charges and whatnot. But, you know, does this mean that Colton's the worst person in the world? No. Does it mean that I'm never going to watch anything on Netflix again? No. But my opinion is he shouldn't do this publicly. He's already been through the ringer, self-admittedly been through the ringer and hit serious low points living his life in the public eye. And now he comes out in the public eye and is going to continue with a docuseries documenting his life as a gay man. I just, I don't get it. I don't think he should do this, but that's just my opinion. And it's not going to change anything because the docu, the, the docu series is coming out at some point. So those are my thoughts, but I, I really think, um, I really think people need to, um, understand that you can be happy for Colton and that's not shade at Cassie and you can feel for Cassie and that's not shade at Colton. Anybody should be happy after listening to that interview with Robin Roberts. You should be happy for this guy because he clearly, clearly for three years was in the public eye, constantly being told he was gay, constantly denying him. And to, to hear him say that when he was named the bachelor, he feel, he felt like that was God telling him he's praying the gay away and that he was now straight. Like, I can't put I can't possibly know what it was like to be like to be Colton the last three years. It couldn't have been easy. But it also doesn't excuse what he did just because he was going through internal conflict about who he was. Didn't give him the right. And it doesn't excuse what he did to Cassie, placing a tracker on her. Loitering around her house. Like that's some serious shit. So for that reason, I don't think Netflix should have awarded him, quote-unquote, with a docuseries. But hey, they did. Anyway, let's just get right into it. Uh, podcast number 230 right now with Kerpasudic. Okay, let's bring her in. Uh, you saw her on Colton's season of The Bachelor. 
was it three years ago? Four years ago? I'm already losing track. Uh, it is Kerpaceutics. Kerpa, how are you? Good. Hi. Thanks for having me. Um, we've never had you on, so no. I want to get caught up on uh, kind of how would I ask everybody who's on for the first time in terms of how they got to where they were on the show. So for you, where did you get cast? How did you get cast? Were you a fan of the show? How did it all work for you where you ended up on Colton's season? Yeah, so I used to watch Bachelor in high school, and then I kind of just fell off the grid with all of that. And maybe... I think it was like in March or something of the year that I was cast. I was dating someone. They dumped me and I was like totally like just in a horrible place. And my friends were like, hey, you should apply for The Bachelor. Kind of like joking. But I was like, all right, fuck it. And I I didn't get all into it. I didn't like make a video like some of these other people. But I just went online to like their website and filled out the questionnaire and I totally forgot about it. And a few weeks later, um, I got an email saying, hey, could you come into our casting office and can we, like, interview you? And that's how it kind of all started. Interesting. So you never had to do a casting call or anything like that. And that and this is when they were, obviously, this was pre-pandemic. So once you got further along, you had to go to L.A. to meet with uh, producers in a room and stuff like that. You did the whole and final casting weekend and stuff. You did all yeah, that. yeah. So I'm in LA, so it was pretty easy. I just drove over there for the first meeting. They like videotaped me, asked me a bunch of questions, and then as it progressed, yeah, I had to do the whole um, interview with a bunch of the producers and medical testing, all that stuff. So you're you're half Indian, correct? Yes. Okay. So knowing this show, I don't know how well versed you were in it. I mean, you said you watched it in high school, but. Did it play a factor for you, either positively or negatively, knowing that, one, very few women of color ever get on this show, and two, not many Indian women have ever been on the show before? I think maybe one before you, Marique, who has been a podcast yes. guest before. Did you ever reach out yeah, to Marique yeah. before you went on? Um, I didn't reach out to her before. Um, I have met her, though. She's great. Um, I Honestly, I think I was just so naive going into it. I really didn't think the whole race thing or, like, being Indian was a factor. And then after being on the show, I realized like, oh shit. Okay. I was probably just like the token Brown girl because they needed some diversity, but no, I never really thought about that going into it. Did you, when you were on the show, did it bother you? Did you feel it? Or is it looking back on it now? It was like, okay, well, because you went far. I mean, you got, you were the last person eliminated before hometown dates. So it's not like you were a, you know, it's easy to say it 2020 being hindsight if someone of color is eliminated early. It's like, oh, okay, token black person or token Indian person or token, you know, whatever it may be. You lasted long. So clearly, I don't think it played much of a role. Your race played a role. But looking back on it, did you feel like you were treated fairly on the show? Oh, yeah. I didn't have a problem with anyone. Everyone treated me really well. It was never a thing. I mean, I could tell Colton didn't like me, but I just <laughs> rolled with it. I was like, all right, we're just on a friendly level, and I'm just going to go with it and see when he's going to kick me off or the producers will kick me off. But, yeah, I, I knew we didn't really have a strong connection or anything. Uh, okay, so you were just kind of 
Is it one of these things where pretty much every rose ceremony you thought you were going home because there yeah. wasn't anything there with you? you and yeah, it was always like a toss up. I was like, I mean, we had good talks, but it's more of like a friend connection. So it was always like, OK, I might be going home. I don't know. Interesting. Um, so I don't remember what your your gimmick was out of the limo. What did you do? Oh, it was too inappropriate, and it got cut from... <laughs> oh, did? Yeah, they didn't show it because it was just too much. But the produ- I was like, why would the producers tell me, like, this was a good idea, you, you should do this, if it was going to get cut? I don't know. But I went with it. It didn't end up airing. So all you saw was, like, me come out and say, like, oh, hey, I'm Kerpa. Um, I'll talk to you more inside or something. Well, I mean, is it anything worse than stuff that we've seen either previously or since then um well i got out and i sprayed down the driveway with a hose and i asked him is it wet around here or is it just me okay that's so. not that's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that it's just i mean the whole show is laced in sexual innuendos anyway like what <laughs> was wrong true. with that one like there's nothing well i don't know yeah i mean it could have been just look we've only got x amount of limo entrances i mean they show everybody but yeah, I mean, you're not the only one who's ever had something cut, but is that, I, right, I, don't, I right. don't think you were cut for, I don't think that, based on what you just said, I don't think that's was cut for vulgarity or anything. It might have just been, we're just going to focus Too on other, other people. Too many other people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, interesting. When you when you got in the house the first night, and you, mm-hmm. and you surveyed the room, is there anybody that jumped out to you immediately, or that you looked at and was like, okay... You know, even though I barely know this person, I'm just going off looks here. I think this person's, I think she's going far. Oh, yeah. There were so many girls that I thought, like all the beauty pageant girls. I was like, (laughs) shit, they're gorgeous. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. (laughs) Like Kaylin and um, Hannah, uh, both Hannahs. Both Hannahs. I was just like, shit. Well, it's interesting because, I mean, you are a model yourself. You do modeling, correct? Yeah, like just for fun. Yeah, not like these other girls. Okay, but yeah. And you were never a pad. You never did pageants or anything like that. Oh God, no! <laughs> I'd be terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll get into your we'll get into your work uh, in, in a little bit. Um, so the show starts, and you were on group dates up until pretty much the week before uh, Colorado, I believe. So yeah, I'm trying to remember. I'm kind of going over. Um, the dates here on the first episode of the season where you had dates, were you on the, um, the comedy one or the camp bachelor one? I was on the camp bachelor one. Okay. And that was the one, well, that, I don't know if you've seen it today, but that, um, that clip of Billy Eichner talking to Colton I saw it, is, yes. ma- is making the rounds. <laughs> Uh, uh, that aged very well. Yeah, I know. Um, crazy how... I, and the funny thing was, when that clip started making the rounds today, again, when I started doing research uh, for this interview and for you and your season, I had just totally forgotten about so many things from this season other than I, m- I remember who the Final Four girls were and, and I remember Denver, but I totally forgot where you guys traveled to and early episodes in terms of dates and stuff, I was like, oh God, I totally forgot about that. But yeah. When the Billy Eichner clip started making the rounds today, I was like, that's right. He was on Colton's season, and 
said, you know, made the comment like, hey, you could be our first gay bachelor. And just <laughs> yeah. the look in Colton's eye, it was just, you can almost see it now. Um, yeah, it, it makes sense. Yeah. So, and I, we'll get to Colton in a second, but I want to talk about uh, uh, your season with him. Um, the next week was, um, that was the strongest woman one and the pirate one group date. Oh, yeah. What, I was on the pirate group date. Was I don't think they showed all the matchups, but did you did you have a matchup with somebody and win or lose? I don't remember. They actually no, we didn't have to do that. It was um, like the beginning of the date. They showed us like I guess how to be a pirate, and we got to like practice swinging on the rope. And then it was really just the the whole battle between who was it, Kaylin and Tracy. Oh, okay. I thought it was yeah. I thought it was you guys paired off against each other and they had like a little tournament. Whoever won got to the end, but they just made Kaylin and Tracy the final two. Yeah, basically. I think it was like who was the best like pirate or whatever. And then it was them two. They won and then they had to battle it out. Did you have a favorite group date of the season before we get into when you guys went to, you know, Singapore and Thailand and Vietnam? Did you have a, a favorite group date that you were on? Um, I think it was in Thailand. I think that was it when we had to go in like the jungle. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Jungle Joe taught you survival techniques. <laughs> yes. Wait, that was the one where isn't that the one where Demi and her partner went off and got a bottle of champagne or whatever? <laughs> yes, that was. <laughs> okay, now I remember. Now it's bringing back memories. Um, who was your partner in that? Um, oh shit. God, this was so long ago. I even blocked it out. I think who was it? You had two cuz it's I'm looking I'm looking at the notes here. I definitely here. had more than one. It was like a little team effort and I think maybe No, I couldn't tell you. I totally blocked it out. Cuz it what it says here in the notes is Demi, Hannah B and Hannah G went back to the resort and got burgers, water and champagne. So they yes. they were one team. Um uh, and then they don't mention who was on the other uh, teams, really. Yeah, we weren't important. <laughs> but I do remember. Okay, so I still remember that. I just remember Demi in the in the jungle opening the bottle of champagne and whatnot. right, right. They like escaped and went back to the resort or something, grabbed champagne, and then came back. And then the Singapore one. Let's see. You were. That was when we had to try all the food. All the different kinds of food. Oh, that, that was like the date. giant group date. The yes, twelve or thirteen girls on that one. That's yeah. Right. Um, Demi ends up getting the group date rose on that. I remember that. And um, when you were, you know, Demi is obviously a polarizing figure in this uh, on your season and subsequent seasons that she has showed up on. When you were there and experiencing everything that is Demi Burnett, what was your take <laughs> on Demi? She is a character. She knows how to work it and like use the camera to her advantage. And she, I mean, she's great entertainment. Yeah. And uh, that's what it was for the girls. Like, I mean, I didn't have a whole lot to say. I, mostly it's just my facial expressions, like watching her do her crazy things. And I mean, she definitely provided all of us entertainment and comic relief. Who are you closest to in the, from the show still 
Um, so Sydney, we used to live together before she moved in with her boyfriend and then, um, Alex Bloomberg yeah, and Elise and I talked to Katie occasionally. I mean, it's been hard with COVID trying to see people, but yeah, those ones. Are you, are you, are you in LA or Orange County? I'm in LA, uh, like LA County. Okay. So you're in LA County. All right. Yeah. I, why did I think that you were, were you ever in, didn't you grow up in Orange County or maybe the, maybe you're working for your dad is, is his office in Orange County? Is that what it is? No, I mean, Whittier's on the border of LA, Orange County. So okay. we're pretty close, but gotcha. always been in LA. Okay. So that's right. For some reason I thought you were OC. Okay. Um, so let's skip ahead to Denver. Well, actually, you know what? You had a one-on-one. So you had a one-on-one in Vietnam, which is the place you guys went to before before Denver. You guys got to ride on a boat, and um, uh, let's sea urchins were involved or something like yes, that. Yes, yes. We had to dive for sea urchins. On that date, we heard from you that you were previously engaged, but it didn't last long. Um when was this? Um, so after I graduated from college, I was with the same person from high school through college. And then after we graduated, we got engaged. And maybe like a year and a half later, I ended things. Oh, okay. So, you, okay. You, so you guys weren't, um, this wasn't a short engagement. I mean, a year and a half is a. Is yeah, a- it was, it was pretty long. Yeah. Okay. So when you were on that date with Colton. Um, did you, is, is that when you realized, okay, he's not into me, even though he's giving me a rose at the end of this thing, uh, at the end of your date, he's not into me. I think it was before that. (laughs) So, so you were surprised to get a rose then on the one-on-one. Yeah. Oh yeah. I for sure thought, okay, this is where it's going to end. I got the one-on-one and now it's just, I'm going to head out. So that was, yeah, that was shocking. Well, how, how many times did you kiss him? Um, pretty much every time I saw him, they hardly showed any of it, Yeah, but like maybe not, definitely not the first night, but maybe after that first group date, I definitely, or that second rose ceremony, I think I did. And then every group date after party after that, when you got your alone time with him, you did? Yeah. But you just didn't feel it or you just felt like other people were progressing more? I just thought it was kind of like him going with the motions. Like Mm. he kind of had to do it with everyone, Mm -hmm. but there wasn't like any major like connection or spark. And I felt like he definitely had that with other people. Mm. When you were in the house and everyone's going on dates and you're getting, you know, you're in Vietnam and then you're going to, uh, you know, Denver, when you're getting towards the end and the numbers are dwindling down amongst the women, who did you all think I know you guys were talking like who the thought yeah. was the favorite. Who did everyone think was the favorite? Because obviously Colton has come out since then with, you know, whether it was in his book, on my podcast. He talked about how he basically from, I think, I can't remember what it was, episode four, episode five on, he always knew it was Cassie, but he kept telling producers it was Hannah G. What were you guys thinking? I honestly thought it was going to be Hannah G. Okay. I, I thought it would be Cassie and Hannah G at the end, and then he would pick Hannah G. Really? Okay. Yeah. So I guess he had even the women fooled then. 
because I mean, according to him, he knew who he was picking and decided to just throw a swerve to production yeah. and kept telling them Hannah G's his girl. So they yeah. would, because he realized if he told them Cassie, he wouldn't get time with her. That's right. Exactly. So it's interesting. Um, so you get to Denver and this is where the, I don't want to say the, the biggest uh, drama of the season was, but you were involved, yeah. you were involved in it. Um, so there's, I think seven women that ended up going to Denver he sends Hannah Brown home after she meets his parents. I know. <laughs> Heather pretty much self-eliminates herself because basically not ready to meet uh, his parents. Didn't think they had progressed enough in their relationship. They had just, I think, kissed for the first time and her first kiss ever. Whatever. Right. Um, so then there's five left. There's the final four and you. And the the um, Kaylin, Hannah G, and um, Tasha had already gotten roses. So... It came down to you and Cassie of who's going to get this rose. And I could be I could be forgetting the details. In fact, I know I'm forgetting the details, but I know <laughs> that you were involved in were you the weren't you the one that went to him and said Cassie and Kaylin were talking about Bachelorette in the van or something? What was the no, story? No, that that was okay. So Katie before she left told yeah, yeah, him okay. like watch out for some girls and then Tasha approached him and told him about Kaylin or some other stuff. And then um, when I had my one-on-one -on -one time with him in Denver on that little group date, yeah. he was clearly told to brought it, bring it up. And so he asked me about it. And so I had to tell him like, oh, yeah, this is like what I've heard about Cassie and Kaylin. But I was like, you're an adult. Do whatever you want with this information. Um, you can make your own decisions. And of course, it just spiraled into a shit show. <laughs> that's right, because Ugh. because that's right. On Tasha's one on one with him in Denver, she's the one that went to him and said Cassie and Kaylin in the van or something, right? She was yeah. the one that first brought it up. But then it was down to you and Cassie, and I think Cassie confronted you about it and said, "What did you tell him?" or something like that. Was was that what it was? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Colton had asked me. I had to tell him, and then you see Cassie go and have her time with him, and then she comes back like super pissed and crying because I had that conversation with him. And if we're like, if we're being real here, <laughs> obviously you couldn't have done this on the show. But technically, at that point, you could have said, "Cassie, come on, he's picking you over me." <laughs> Like, I know. What are you really right? that upset about? Like, he's not picking me. Um, and, and and that's nothing against you, but you even said it yourself. Like, I, I didn't think he was picking. I'm shocked I even lasted the final five. Yeah. And so when it got down to you and Cassie at that, you know, he had to make a decision in the impromptu two on one where there's only two girls left. Yeah. I don't even I remember knew what I was going home. <laughs> did you did you try and put up any sort of fight? I don't really remember what you said. No, not at all. <laughs> I just accepted it. I was like, "This was great, thank you," and I just left. <laughs> well, I mean, it's um, it's interesting because I I think you know the I know you were at the women tell all. I don't remember the biggest. What was the biggest um like storyline to come out of the women tell all on your season. What was the big thing? I know there was something that happened. Was it? Uh... I mean, there was a bunch of stuff. There was something with Demi and Courtney. There was a whole thing between them. Oh, the pacifier. The women tell all. Yep. 
that was Courtney that did. Okay, Courtney tried to put a pacifier in her face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then there was the, I think Katie and Kaylin had that confrontation about, like, the whole, yeah, that whole thing. Which was about Kaylin saying that she had reached out to Dean. uh, Yeah, yeah, like all that stuff, and then the stuff Katie had heard on the bus, all of that came up. So what ended up, I mean... Were you on that bus? Did you hear the conversation? Like, did that happen between Kaylin and Cassie? Or was it, it kind of did, but it was blown out of proportion? I did not hear any of it. I don't even think I was on that bus. It was just everything I had heard was through Katie. And I was like, okay. So, and that's what all, like all the girls, I think it was just through Katie. Okay. So it wasn't anything where you were just like, yep, this is 100%. This definitely. Happened. Oh no! It was, it was secondhand. Information it was just like yeah, I, like when I told Colton, I was like, "This is what we've heard." Um, but Katie gave us all the information. She heard this and this, and that's what she was trying to tell you when she left. So when you got off the show, you got you guys. This aired in. Um, God, when did your you, you guys aired? Two thousand nineteen. Yeah, you filmed in twenty eighteen. Air started airing in January of twenty nineteen. So yeah. we know that that season's Bachelor ends up. Um, yeah, that season's the the January season of that Bachelor season. That summer's Paradise is usually filled. The most of the women come from that season. You right. were you were not on Paradise in the summer of 2019. Why? Correct. Um, I don't know. I were you approached? I, um, oh yeah, I did the whole the whole process, like the testing and everything. I just don't think I fit their storyline, honestly. So, just at, out of curiosity, we know now that was the la- that was the last Paradise season we had, and that was we know the whole shit show with Blake and all and all. Of yeah, the, the stagecoach drama, stagecoach and stuff like that. So. Do you think that you weren't cast because you had no prior either hookup? Like, were you when you went for your interviews? Did you tell them who you were interested in? And had you been, you know, privately either messaging or talking to somebody that you know setting up something for Paradise? Like, hey, if we go down there, I'd love to go out with you or anything like that. Or did any guy say that to you? No. So maybe that was my maybe that's why because yeah. <laughs> everybody else that I season just... had a plan. Yeah, I was just like kind of going into it like, oh, cool. If I meet someone, I'll meet someone. But no, I guess you kind of have to have someone in mind. Was there, Who were you interested in? Oh, God. At that time? Yeah. So that would have been... Um, was Jason with Caitlin yet? Good question. I don't know. Because um... I, I know like when I went to my interview for the bachelor, I had said like Jason. And so I probably said him again for paradise if he wasn't with Caitlin yet. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I can't remember the timeline of their relationship. It seems like that would have been before because that was summer of 19 and we're coming up on summer of 2021. I don't think they've been together two years, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I want to say it was short. It might've been shortly thereafter. It might've been later on that summer is when they got together, but yeah, because Jason didn't go down to Paradise, but Blake did. Right. But that well, actually, that and was two I, I years had, removed like, from Blake's I had met a bunch of those people, and I knew like they were clearly interested in like the bigger girls from the season, hmm. and I was like, not even gonna try. Okay. Well, sorry. sorry. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um. So 
you had um well let's I, I want to get I want to ask you this about Colton and, and this is there's no judgment here uh of you or or anybody that um as look look Colton obviously um had come out today in an interview with Robin Roberts um that he's gay and you know for 3 years ever since Colton showed up as a contestant on mm-hmm. Becca's season I mean I've I, people email me I mean you all you have to do is read social media there were so many people who said they think he's gay or they know he is even though they didn't really know I think that when they say no I think they meant suspected right. um were you guys in the house? Was this ever a topic of discussion? Maybe not in the house, but maybe more so after the fact, once you got off and the show started airing and you saw the social media reaction to Colton, even though he had already been on two seasons with Becca's and, and Bachelor in Paradise, was it ever talked about? And did did anybody think it as well? I mean, it definitely wasn't talked about in the house because, yeah. I mean, you're there to date him so that's not like even on our minds it definitely that rumor i think he had even addressed it like Mm -hmm. he said like being um in the football world and having and being a virgin like of course that came up like why why is he a virgin still and then i think i was just kind of like oh well this makes sense it like we had heather on our season who was also a virgin Mm -hmm. and it was just kind of like, okay, there's still people that want to wait till marriage and he's obviously super religious, I guess. So yeah, we kind of, I just thought, okay, that must be it. Yeah. And now that this is, I mean, Robin asked him in the interview, so I'll ask you, like, do you feel now after this has come out today, after he, um, you know, officially came out today, do you feel cheated at all on your season or is it, you know, I, I, no, I don't. No, no, not at all. I mean, maybe if I had felt like I really, really wanted to be with him and like there was some special connection maybe, mm-hmm. but because for me it was pretty much like friends off the bat, Yeah, like I, I have no hard feeling. I'm like happy for him that he's able to like not have to like hold this secret in anymore. So yeah, no. And that seems to be, uh, you know, the consensus it's, yeah. It's it's a positive, but there is a there is a there is a past uh, with with Cassie that um, is also right. part of this, and I think it's you know they're mutually exclusive. You can be happy for Colton to finally get over this because I don't know if you watched the interview with Robin Roberts, but um, you could I did, yeah. you, you could literally hear almost his heart pounding and the shortness in his breath just talking to her. Um, I know. Tell was, he was very very nervous, and why wouldn't he be? You know, this yeah. is a big deal, and. Um, but it's also possible to separate that because that doesn't excuse him for his behavior uh, with Cassie. And, oh, yeah, absolutely. And if I'm Cassie, I mean, I don't know. And I'm going to ask you this as as a female. I've asked a couple of people this today, and neither of them, I don't want to say had the greatest of answers, but they didn't really know how to answer it. If you're Cassie, what do you say today? Or do you wait? Or do you never say anything? Because clearly every media outlet wants a quote from her or wants some sort of, of course, you know, cause a lot of your, a lot of the girls from your season took to social media today to say, Hey, you know, great Colton, you know, love for you. Thank you. know, I'm, I'm glad you're happy now. You've seen everything that you're the, yeah, the girls yeah, from your yeah, season yeah. have said, but 
obviously the one person that I think the media and the fans want to hear from the most is Cassie because she was in a relationship with him for a year and it's been less than a year since they broke up. Um, yeah. If you're Cassie, what do you do? I don't think there's like a right answer. I think she has to process all of this because they were together. They obviously shared real emotions and I mean, he lost her, his virginity to her. So there was something special that they shared and I'm sure she's so confused too with this news coming out. So I think she just needs some time to process how she's feeling and everything this past year and their whole relationship. And then if she wants to speak on it, she can, but I don't think she should be expected to. Yeah. I don't think she needs to come out with anything to like, it didn't make sense to do it today. No, everyone, everyone else saying, Hey, acknowledging it, that's fine. But this is someone that I definitely think um, needs to process. Yeah, they this. they had a whole different relationship compared to like the other girls and his friends. So yeah. she needs some time. Yeah, and you know it'll be interesting to see what she says because I think just as a human being and once caring for Colton at some point in her life, of course there's a part of her I have to believe that although this may be shocking news to her, maybe she knew, maybe she didn't like, we don't know anything because she hasn't spoken on it, but just the, just what he said in terms of his internal struggle with what he's dealt with since he was six, I'm sure she's happy that he is now happy and feels free, but she still has the other side to deal with, which was the harassment. And so that's why I think, I don't think there's an easy answer for her. If she said nothing ever, I'd be fine with that. If she yeah. if she released a statement in a week or two saying it's been a while, it's been some time. I've thought this over and, you know, I wish him the best. Like I think it's going to be something like that. I don't think that she's going to get she I mean, we've never heard her give a statement in regards to the stuff that was fine. It was just like, Oh, by the way, Cassie filed a restraining order. And right. I don't know. If we've ever gotten a, qu- a quote from her about it. So I don't think we're going to now, but it is, it's a tough, to, it's a tough position to be in. Cause I almost feel like Cassie is going to get like, I, it, while I don't think it was, is it would be deserved. I do think that people will give her shit. If she says nothing They're like, Oh my God, you were with the guy for a year and you can't even, you know, say anything oh yeah people are assholes on social media i'm sure she's being bombarded already with dms and it's just like it's none of their business and let her just be around her family and figure this out on her own like she does she we don't she doesn't owe us anything we don't need a statement if she wants to put one out great if not everyone just needs to like leave her the fuck alone did you were you did you ever get close with or speak with Cassie post show? Did you ever mend fences with everything that happened in Denver or what was your relationship oh, with Cassie post show? Yeah, at some point we had like briefly texted like, "Hey, this was totally like blown out of proportion for the show. Like we don't have hard feelings towards each other." Um, we were clearly like just very tired that day and like out of it, but it was like really no big deal. So where is your standing right now in Bachelor Nation? Um, are you someone that um, would go on Paradise in the future? Are you are you single? Are you in a relationship? I don't I don't know. 
I am not single. I'm in a relationship. Oh, okay. So I will I will not be going on Paradise. Okay, good. There you go. Yeah. That answers that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how did how did you meet your guy? Um on Bumble actually. Just oh, Bumble. good old fashioned dating app, yeah. How long have you guys been together? Um we've been dating since before the pandemic. So March of 2020. Oh. Or we met in February 2020 and then like things progressed pretty quickly because we were the only people we could really hang out with. So So he's a local guy. This wasn't anything distant long distance or anything oh like no that. no no no. he lives in santa monica okay and um and are you still working doing dental work with for your father yeah i'm working at his office and then another practice in long beach so still doing dental hygiene so you you do cleanings right you're not a dental what's your what's your official title I'm a dental hygienist so if you go to the dentist i'm the one that would do your cleaning oh so you just I mean, look, I think there's I think there's a lot of people in this world that um, uh, in their college years and maybe after don't take their dental work seriously and <laughs> um, and you just stop going. Um, I'm sure you have some horror stories when it comes to cleanings. Yes. Yes. What's like the worst thing that you've ever seen or dealt with? Obviously on cleanings, uh, there's a lot of blood when somebody doesn't floss or whatever the case may be. Oh or, yeah. That doesn't bother me. What is, I, what's I'm the so, worst thing like, you dealt with? I'm so desensitized to that now, but I think the worst is when you, the patients get that tartar buildup or calculus buildup on their lower teeth. I've had patients where it's so bad. It's you can't even see where the tooth starts or ends, it's just all tartar buildup. And then when you do like scrape all that shit off, their teeth are like loose underneath and basically ready to pop out. And I've been nervous that I'm actually going to pull someone's tooth out because it's been that bad. Oh boy. <laughs> Lost my appetite. Um, I, I think um, I remember going back in the day um, when I went to the orthodontist, when I was in middle school, I was not, shall we say, one of the best patients in terms of, you know, I got a full set of braces, fourth grade, yeah, fourth grade, yeah, fourth I grade, damn, that's fo- early, fourth grade, I got full, and this is, you know, this is in the um, 80s, so there was no Invisalign, there was no right. clear braces, it was metal mouth, and I was told when I got my braces on, full braces, oh, by the way, I also had a headgear. Oh, God, you poor thing. <laughs> yeah, that if I did my due diligence and obeyed the rules and didn't eat candy and didn't break my braces, um, I would have my braces off within 12 to 18 months. I can tell you that I had braces from fourth grade until – the first day of school, sophomore year of high school. <gasps> no. Yeah. I never wore my headgear, ever. I mean, maybe like a couple <laughs> times. Like maybe my, when, one time my parents were like, all right, look, we're getting sick of this. Like you were supposed to have these off. Put your headgear on before you get And it, I was only supposed to wear it to bed, but still, that was the, it was literally the most uncomfortable thing to wear to bed. Yeah. Like you can't even lay on your side. It just pops out. Right. So I'm like, this is ridiculous. So I just, I would go to bed with it on to appease my parents. And then take it off. But 
Um, yeah, so I wasn't the greatest, and I swear, I want to say every visit I had to the orthodontist, there was always at least one brace that was broken, and they had to, you know, re-put it on or whatever. But yeah, I have a question. I haven't, I haven't had to deal with braces or Invisalign anytime soon. Have they changed how they do impressions? Do they still have that gooey mold that makes me gag? Do they still have that? <laughs> <laughs> they have upgraded, but yes, they still, some offices still use that, but Ugh. now... They have like a scanner where you can just stand and it like goes around your head and you don't have to put that stuff in your mouth. Okay, so what why even still use that stuff at all? <laughs> because it's way cheaper than like a $50,000 machine. Oh, the machine's 50,000. Okay. Well, I Oh, it's some it's something totally ridiculous. It could be even more than that. I don't know, but that's why a lot of offices still use that putty stuff. Oh my god, that is like of all the things that I've I've gone through at the dentist, and I've had, <laughs> I, I mean, cleanings that have hurt, and um, uh, you know, fillings and stuff like that. The most uncomfortable has been when I've when they they're lathering up those. <laughs> oh yeah, I hate it. Those cases, and then they put it on the top and the bottom, and, and then trying to get and the then mold it of your teeth out into the back of your throat. Oh, and you want to throw up? <laughs> it just makes you get, yeah, and you can't. You you have one in the top and one in the bottom, and you can't yeah. do anything. You can't close your mouth. Yeah. You can't. If and you, you s- can't move because then it'll fuck it up, and they'll have to do it again. <laughs> oh god, that is like oh, just thinking about oh, it makes me. <laughs> it makes me. <laughs> It makes me gag just thinking of it. Um, so, so that's what you're doing, and and like you said, you do some modeling on the side because your your Instagram is loaded with modeling photos, very like professionally done modeling. For this isn't just like, oh, here's a selfie of me. Oh no, yeah. I mean, being a dental hygienist gets so boring that I need a creative outlet. So I've been like cooking a lot or meeting with like photographers and stylists and doing like photo shoots on the side just so I don't go crazy. <laughs> Do you have any um, aspirations to get out of dental work and do ever, do something else or no? Yeah, I've definitely thought about doing like some type of like health or life coaching on the side, just like so I'm not doing dental hygiene full time. I'd like to definitely keep doing dental hygiene on the side, but maybe start looking into like some other thing. Okay, because it just it just gets really really monotonous. And you've been doing it for. five years five years now and yeah is like have you mentioned this to your dad and he would be fine with it oh yeah totally fine okay so because this is a it's a family business right doesn't your mom work there too or no no she i mean she like helps out and does like some of the like billing and stuff but no she she's just a stay-at-home mom okay gotcha all right well uh, Kerpa, I appreciate you coming on and and talking about this and, and you know being honest about Colton and your season and about how look it just wasn't it wasn't there ever yeah and um, I really appreciate you coming on. Good luck with everything. Um, if the next time you're doing do you, so, do you have to do those impressions? So you have to do that, right? No, luckily I don't have to torture people like that. Oh, that that's not you. Okay, I was going to say <laughs> that's next, not me. <laughs> next time you do one, you can think of me gagging because that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I can't stand it. Um, but, Kerba, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much to Kerpa for that. Uh, I really appreciate her coming on. I wanted to keep it somewhat topical to talk about, um, you know, the Colton 
story that uh, came down yesterday and, um, you know, her being open and honest about it. I appreciate it. And, you know, I there's no there's no sense in um, not addressing the fact that this has been talked about for three years. And all you got to do is read social media, read tweets back when Becca season was airing, read tweets back when Bachelor in Paradise was airing and Colton was wish wish wishy washy when it came to Tia. I mean. How many of the answers and how many of the things did you see on social media when he couldn't make a decision on what he wanted to do with with Tia centered around, oh, my God, this guy doesn't even, you know, he doesn't even like women and stuff like that. Like it was this has been talked about. And but like I said at the beginning of the show, I, it doesn't matter that you predicted this or you knew it or you, uh, you know, of course he is. And I, I knew it. It's like nobody cares that you knew. Unless there was a contest that I don't know about where they were giving $10 million out to the first person who was able to guess Colton's sexuality back when he showed up on Becca's season. I don't think bragging about I knew it when it comes to Colton's sexuality is something that you need to be doing. It's just and especially after you watch that interview with Robin Roberts, like it was it was tough to watch because you could feel how heavy this was on this guy and how heavy a burden of it was. But in the same breath. It doesn't excuse whatsoever what he did to Cassie. And um, they are not mutually exclusive, and I hope people can understand that. But thanks to Kerpa again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thanks to all you for listening. Uh, please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast. It is much appreciated. And we will be back next week. Um, I think we are getting close to, um, you know, Temptation Island is wrapping up. Next, tu- next Tuesday is part one of the finale. And then the following week will be part two. I don't know who our guests are going to be, but probably uh, step back into that. We haven't had Corey on, we haven't had Julian, and we haven't had Kristen on. Um, so we'll see how it plays out and kind of go from there. But for Kerpersudic, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you very much for tuning in. And we will talk to you next week. See ya!